Welcome to Puritans Read, where we read aloud great Puritan works, authors, and biographies. Today, episode 14 of The Christian's Daily Walk by Henry Scudder. The thoughts hereof will, if anything will, even melt the heart into godly sorrow for sin, and withal give hope in the use of means of mercy and forgiveness. That the former aggravations may be more pressing, observe these directions. First, you must consider sin in particulars, one after another. For generals leave no impressions, therefore, David cries out of his bloody sin in particular. Second Samuel 24.10 Psalm 51.14 Second, you must judge the least sin to be damnable, James 1.15, until it be pardoned and repented of, in particular, if known unto you, at least in general, if not known. Third, the greater any sin is, Hebrews 10.29, the greater you must judge the guilt and punishment to be. Fourth, sins committed long since, unrepented of, and the punishments deserved but deferred, are to be judged to be as near, lying at the door. Genesis 4, 7, and exposing you to condemnation as if committed at the present so that you may look for God's hand to be upon you this present moment. They, like the blood of Abel or sins of Sodom, cry as loud to God for vengeance now as the first day they were committed, nay, louder because they are aggravated by impenitency and by the abuse of God's long-suffering Romans 24.5 Fifth, your humiliation must, in your endeavor, proportion your guilt of sin. Ezra 9.10.1-14 Matthew 26.75 The greater the guilt, the greater the humiliation. Know, therefore, that sins against God of the first table, all things considered, are greater than those of the second. First Samuel two twenty five, Matthew twenty two, thirty seven and thirty eight. The more grace hath been offered you by the gospel, Matthew eleven, twenty one through twenty four, and the more means you have had to know God and His will. The greater is your sin, if you be ignorant, impenitent, and disobedient. The number of sins, according as they are multiplied, do increase the guilt and punishment. Isaiah 59, 12, 13. Ezekiel 16, 51. The more bonds are broken in sinning as committing it against the law of God, 
of nature and nations, Jude 10, Jeremiah 34, 18, against conscience, promises, and vows, the greater the sin and punishment. All these things known and considered, now judge yourself. 1 Corinthians 11.31 Pass a condemnatory sentence against yourself. Whence will, through the grace of God, follow affliction of soul. Now you will see that you are base and vile, and that you may justly fear God's judgments. Now you will see cause to be grieved, ashamed, yea, even confounded in yourself, and to conceive an holy indignation against yourself. You will now think thus, ah, that I should be so foolish, so brutish, so mad, to commit this, to commit these sins. Think of particulars, to break so holy a law, to offend, grieve, and provoke so good and so great a majesty, so ill to requite him, Deuteronomy 32, 6, so little to fear him, vile wretch that I am, that I should commit not only sins of common frailty, but gross sins, many and oft against knowledge, conscience, etc., but still, mind particulars, Jesus Christ, my Savior, shed his precious blood for me to redeem me from my vain conversation. And do I yet again and again transgress, O miserable man that I am? What am I in myself at best but a lump of sin and pollution, not worthy to be loved, but worthy to be destroyed, one that may justly look, to have my heart hardened, or my conscience terrified, and that, if God be not infinitely merciful, he should pour upon me all his plagues. Wherefore, remembering my doings, that they are not good, but abominably evil, I loathe myself for mine abominations, Ezekiel thirty-six thirty-one, and abhor myself, and repent, as in sackcloth and ashes, Job 42, 6. Now, set upon the work of reformation and of reconciliation, general or particular, as you find there is a need. It is not enough to search out and consider your ways, nor yet to lament them, if withal you do not turn again unto the Lord, Lamentations 340, 42, Psalm 11959, Zephaniah 2, 1 through 3. And turn your feet unto his testimonies, and withal seek grace and forgiveness. The gospel opens a way and affords means to attain both through the commands and promises thereof in the doctrine of faith and repentance. Now, therefore, bring yourself to the gospel. Try yourself thereby first, whether your first faith 
and repentance were sincere, then set upon reforming and getting pardon of particular and later offenses. But learn to put a difference between the commands of the gospel and of the law. The law exacts absolute obedience. The gracious gospel does, through Christ, accept of the truth of faith and repentance so that there would be an endeavor after their perfection. It would be too long to show you at large the signs of unfeigned faith and repentance. I will, for the present, only say this. Have you been truly humbled for sin? And through the promises and commandment of the gospel, which bids you believe, have you conceived hope of mercy, relying on Christ for it, and thereupon have had a true change in your whole man so that you make God your utmost end and receive the Lord Jesus as your only Savior? And out of hatred of sin and love unto Christ and his ways, have a will in all things to live honestly? Hebrews thirteen eighteen. And to keep always a good conscience towards God and man, Acts twenty four sixteen. Desiring the sincere milk of the word to grow by it, first Peter two two. Loving the brethren, first John three fourteen, Psalm sixteen three. Desiring and delighting in communion with them, then you may be confident that your first faith, repentance, and new obedience were sound. If upon trial you find that they were not sound, then you must begin now to repent and believe. It is not yet too late. Sixth, considering reformation and obtaining of pardon and power of your particular sins, do thus First, consider the commandment which bids you to repent and amend. Ezekiel 33.11, Revelation 2.5. Second, consider the commandment which bids you to come unto Christ when you are weary and heavy laden with your sins. Matthew 11.28. Believing that through him they shall be pardoned and subdued. Micah seven eighteen and 19, to this end. Third, consider that Christ has fully satisfied for such and such a sin, yea, for all sin, 1 John 2, 1 and 2, and that you have many promises of grace and forgiveness, 1 John 1, 9, yea. A promise that God will give you grace to believe in him, that you may have your sins forgiven. Hebrews ten, fifteen to 17. Fourth, consider that there is virtue and power in Christ's death and resurrection. Philippians 3.10, John 1.16, applied by faith, Acts 15, 9, 1 Peter 1, 21 and 22. 
through his Holy Spirit for the mortifying the old man of sin and quickening the new man in grace, as well as merit to take away the guilt and punishment of your sin. Fifth, improve this power of Christ in you unto an actual breaking off of your sins and living according to the will of Christ, which is done by mortifying that old man of sin and by strengthening the new and inner man of grace. Colossians 3.5, Romans 12.2, Ephesians 3.16. In mortifying your sin, do thus. First, take all your sins, especially your bosom sins, those to which the disposition of your nature and condition of your place does most incline you, your strongest and most prevailing sins, and with them the body of corruption in you, the original and fountain of sin, Psalm 51, smite at them, strike at the very root, arraign them, condemn them in yourself, bring them to the cross of Christ, and nail them thereunto. Colossians 1, 22, 10-16. That is, believe that, not only in respect of their guilt, but also of their reigning power through faith in his precious sacrifice and intercession, they shall be crucified with him, dead and buried, Romans 6, as is lively signified to you in your baptism. When you see that your old man is crucified with Christ, that the body of sin may be destroyed, you will take courage against sin and will refuse to serve it, since by Christ you are freed from the dominion of it. When you thus, by faith, Put on the Lord Jesus Christ, Romans thirteen fourteen. You shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. This concludes episode 14 of Henry Scudder's The Christian's Daily Walk. <laughs>